you're ready to stop submitting basic applications and winging your interview for your next nursing role, whether you're a graduate nurse or a seasoned healthcare professional, we'd love to exclusively invite you to our secret nurse growth hub, where you can get all of the support to apply, interview and land your next nursing role completely free. All of the resources that we've shared and created over the last three years that have helped 3,000 plus nurses internationally apply, interview and land their next nursing role. So what are you waiting for? Come and join us today. It's completely free. LiamCaswell.com forward slash NGH. Come and join the Nurse Growth Hub today and let's make applying, interviewing and landing your next nursing role easy. listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. All right, Mary, welcome to High Performance Nursing. Oh, yeah. Very happy to be here. So let's dive in. Harriet, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name's Harriet Mary. A lot of people get that mixed up and they DM me and call me Mary, (laughs) but I'm Harriet Mary. Totally fine. It's understandable. But the reason I created that name is because all the other names were taken. Anyway, so I am a nurse. I was a registered nurse working in a hospital for five years, started in surgical, moved to recovery, and then finished in endoscopy. And that is when I left. So I left nursing because I felt like my whole career, well, my whole life, really, I've been very creative. I've been a very creative person naturally. It's always been my natural curiosity, Mm -hmm. skill, talent, whatever you call it. But I lost touch of that when I became a nurse. And I also have a really strong value, which is health. And that is why you would have seen me when I first came out with my own business after nursing. It was a health coaching business for nurses. So I was trying to help nurses because I understand or understood the barriers in the industry of prioritizing your health and fitness as a nurse. It's really tough. And I still help with that, but I have evolved and gone a bit further because I felt like being just a trainer or a health coach really confined me in a way to only explore health. And I am such a curious person. I'm such a curious nurse, always learning. And I just love being able to share all of my learnings now through the modern day nurse. So that is what we have evolved to. Yes, I love that so much. So if you're not already following Harriet, make sure you go and follow her, Harriet, for sure. I love a couple of things you talked about there, and we talk about this all the time in the podcast, is recognizing what your values are and raising your self-awareness to who it is you are authentically at your core. And I can relate to the fact that as a nurse, you really can't get creative. And I talk about this all the time on the podcast, (laughs) that there's no creative way to put in a nasogastric tube. You've got to stick to the guidelines and you've got to behave and do it the way that we've been trained to do it. So talk to me about how you came up or like how you identified those values and how you recognized that you were kind of out of alignment with them in your career. Yeah. So it's been a long journey for me. I guess like really for me, I feel like you always kind of know when you're out of alignment, It's but it's us and our nature to ignore it. We're like, no, this is the life for me. This is what's cut out for me. And we love knowing our future. We love predicting our future. Like it's a clear cut path. 
But yeah. life does not work that way. Like you evolve and you learn and change and grow. That's just the nature of life. But I found myself sort of like touching on these few topics through reading. So I like love reading. I love listening to podcasts and just constantly learning and moving into this modern society. But I think just doing that, like I had a few cues pop up, like calling out to me to go and look into or at least to research or read a book. And that really opened my eyes on what was mm. possible for me. Because I feel like a lot of nurses, when they become nurses, like you said, you lose your creativity and you think that there's only one clear-cut path. And you're like, this is for me. I'm going to be a hostile nurse. Or you think you're going to pursue something that you thought you loved and you get into it and you hate it. And that's okay. Like we're humans. So I think it's really just listening to yourself and doing obviously self-practices is a huge thing for health. I can talk about this forever. I will ramble forever. But like meditating journaling, like getting to know you as a person is so underestimated and so important when you're doing mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. And I think that when we don't have a good indication of who we are at our core, then that's where burnout and career misalignment happens. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where we end up really kind of looking at our careers through a lens of like comparison. Maybe we're trying to judge ourselves. Maybe we're doing things because other people have a vision for us and we're not fully aligned with what it is that we want. And I just think that it's lovely to see that you've tapped into that. And you've had that moment where you said, you know what, I don't think that clinical is for me anymore. So talk to me about that because a lot of people come into the profession and I was one of them. I was like, I'm going to be clinical for the rest of my life. What are you saying? Like, I love, love, love clinical. And I did at the time, and you touched on this earlier, we just don't know what's actually going to happen in your career. And for me, if I could have sat there when I graduated and looked ahead and saw what I'm currently doing right now, there's no way that I could have possibly have known that this was going to be the outcome. So it's just really interesting when we just allow ourselves to explore and to try and to test the devices sample. You just create all of these amazing opportunities for yourself without the judgment and the fear and the worry that you're maybe not progressing or you're not doing the right thing or I don't know how to get there. You just take action regardless. So mm-hmm. talk to me about that process for you in leaving the bedside and and making this, you know, your next step. Yeah, so I'm literally living proof of like taking massive action, but it can be messy and you have to just yes. be comfortable with that, like, you have to be comfortable, especially if you're going to pursue like a creation means on social media. You have to be comfortable like changing and evolving on the camera and in the spotlight because that's literally what it is. People are probably like, what is this chick doing? She's pivoted. She's talking about this, talking about this. That is so normal. And I really encourage that because like being able to explore all your curiosities opens up all those paths and then you may be able to find the right one. But it's better to take action than not do anything at all. I would really recommend, this is like literally what I talked about in my video today, Well, I would recommend asking yourself three questions if you're feeling lost or you don't know where to like pursue. The first one would be, so what were you naturally skilled or good at as a child? And you can go to your parents that will give you advice on that because they will know that is really important because that's your natural talents and work will become play and it will feel effortless. The next one is personality. So who are you as a person? What is your identity like? And that involves like your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. There's online tests you can do for that, which Mm -hmm. it gives you an indicator of who you are as a person, because it's so easy to like forget 
Well, you don't actually know yourself as well as what you should know yourself. That is like the norm. So if you can do a mm-hmm. test or speak to friends and family and they can tell you your weak points or strong points, that's really good. I would really recommend that. And then the last one is curiosity. What are you naturally drawn to? And I love this. What are you naturally interested in? And even if it's in nursing or in another field separate for nursing, you can combine them. People think that we can't, like, literally, that's what life is. You combine and you layer different curiosities and different things on top of each other to figure out what you enjoy. But I really think those three questions are really important. If you don't know what the hell you're doing, which I have been there. (laughs) I love that. So personality, DNA, and then what are you curious about? What do you like? I love that so much because I think that we can really judge ourselves and we can get into a bit of a mind spiral, like a bit of a thought spiral when we're like, oh my God, I should know this by now. You know, I've been a nurse for years or, you know, I'm a graduate and I'm in my fourth week and I should already know. And it's like, let's remove all of that pressure. Like Mm -hmm. I actually genuinely have no idea where I'm going. (laughs) And here's the thing, like when you remove that pressure from yourself, and you just, like you say, take massive, messy action to it, it will just unveil itself, right? And there's no point in trying to over plan and over, you know, make something happen through that place of kind of like almost like scarcity and, and lack of understanding and awareness of yourself. And I think that what you touched on there is a beautiful reminder that we spend so much time building a relationship with our career, right? Mm-hmm. But we need to stop and build a relationship with ourselves first. Yes. And I think that the industry is problematic. It's also amazing. The industry does throw up some hurdles for sure. We can all relate to that. But we do have a responsibility to assume that 100% responsibility for ourselves and look inwards and just be like, right, what is it that Liam needs moving forward in his career? What can I give to me? What can I give to myself that mm-hmm. I can make this the best possible career for me not for the workplace not for your peers not for your mates for you right I love how you said looking inwards I yeah. love that I like believe that to my core I believe that we have the answers already in our life like our life is already mapped out for us and it's inside yeah. and we suppress that so much in this modern society through technology and through obviously like you said comparison yeah. and juggling all these natural human things these are natural yeah. human beings but we suppress that so I think it's so important to remember to like look inwards whether that be through meditation journaling I mentioned it before but I listen mm. and yeah. it's so important yeah I mean, when we do that, we start to really assess like how far out of homeostasis we are. Let's use a nursing phrase. Like we start to recognize like the instability. And I love, we've got Georgia on here, nurse six. I love that debrief post around, you know, outside of the flags and like, do you need to call medical yourself? Because really tuning into those things in your life, like maybe all of the things I talk about, like overing, like, are you overing anything? Are you overeating? Are you over drinking? Are you over shopping? Are you over takeaway? Like, are you over exercising? For me, I overwork. And it's really paying acute attention to all of those little things to really raise your awareness and be like, right, why am I doing all of that? Yeah. And nine times out of 10 in our career, it's because we think the answer exists outside of us in a coach like me. Uh, uh, The answer is fully within and we've been given all of the signals and we've been operating outside the flags, which is a New South Wales reference, but we're not in homeostasis. And we wonder, like, why we feel so crappy about our jobs. Mm-hmm. Or why we're burning out as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which yeah. Be feeling unpurposeful and undriven and maybe it's sad or not looking after our bodies as yeah. well. Yeah. So, well, like one thing goes, I believe everything, like you said, homeostasis is like a symbiosis of your like physical, mental, and spiritual health. And when one of them's off, the other ones suffer. It's like inevitable. Yep. And that comes through like living out extremes. Like you said, when you say that, I love like the analogy of a pendulum. This is like in a recent reading I read. And it was like a pendulum that swings from two extremes. So like, and you always want to be in the, in the middle because in the middle requires no energy. It's effortless. It's peaceful. Whereas when you swing one side, you're pushing too hard and then you'll have to swing back because it counteracts that. And that's what happens in society. That's what happens with your health. It's a very interesting concept, but that's literally being out of the flags. That's another way. I love that analogy. It's so good as a visual for sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people come to me and want coaching on the fact that they just feel so lost in their career. And the reason why is because we are so far removed from what we're supposed to authentically be doing, right? It's we're so out of touch with our values. And in a coaching call this week, one of my amazing nurses said to me, Liam, you're the first person in my life that's asked me, what are my values? And it kind of really stumps them because they were like, well, what are my values? And you touched on creativity being one of yours. And that's why I do all of the work that I do because I was a token, typical LGBTQIA person. I said, you know, Dan, I love the jazz hands. <laughs> I love it. I was super creative. So like being a nurse unit manager, the most creative thing that I could do was how I designed my quality improvement board. And, <laughs> and that's not really fun. No. Not so exciting. So being connected to our values and also your sense of why, like your purpose, mm-hmm. is a motivating driving factor moving us forward. I'm curious, what is your why? What would you say your career why is? Oh, wow. My career why? Well, it's going to get deep. (laughs) But my biggest why, my biggest fear is probably the biggest thing that drives me. It's like, I do not want to live a life where I get to the end of my life and I regret the person that I could have become or not fulfilling my potential. And that doesn't just stem from me, but that stems for other people. I think like a lot of people, when you are born, you're given the gifts of potential and not everyone takes it on board and fulfills it. And that is a big problem I see. And I think that is the biggest way to find fulfillment and purpose. And yeah. such a highly driven, motivated, purposeful, happy life, healthy life is yeah. through that. Yeah. I love that. I think it's worth noting for people that are listening to this, I think it's so important to, you know, really tap into the fact that our brain wants to keep us safe, right? And our brain's primary function is just to keep us safe and comfortable. And a lot of people like really bask in that. And I did for so long where I was like, no, I can't do that. And I had all the reasons why it was a bad idea. But I like to remind people in our coaching programs that that's your job, your brain's job. That is its primary function to keep you safe. Yes. So whenever you're thinking of doing something in your career and fulfilling your highest potential and surpassing the income that you thought was possible for you as a nurse mm-hmm. or landing that dream job before you're 30 or whatever the goal might be, you are challenging your long-held beliefs about what is possible for you. Yes. It is 100% normal to feel the resistance, to feel the, the lack of like, Drive your motivation to actually make it happen because your brain wants to collect all the evidences of why it's going to fail. Yeah. Right? 
I'm sure you saw this a lot when you were training people, you know, like, oh, hey, I want to come and lose oh. weight. Oh, I've never done it before. Oh, hold on. Like, what if you could lose 20 kilos? Like, mm-hmm. let's just look that idea out. It's fascinating, isn't it? It is. I feel like as well, we are like assumption making machines, meaning we won't explore something, we'll just make an assumption. And that is like our biology. That's how our brain works. Mm-hmm. It likes to do a quick circuit, assume something before we interact a new environment or experience so that it protects us and that's how our brains work as well so we are like so easy to assume things before exploring them as well and like you said about that fear overcoming that it's like anything like overcoming fear it's like been my biggest thing and I was look Liam you won't believe this I used to have I was the worst speaker in school like biggest stage fright like I would call him sick I would like mom I am not going I have an oral presentation today there is absolutely (laughs) no way I'm going I cannot do that and the reason where I am today is because you just keep confronting that fear and then Mm -hmm. it just starts to build a new circuit in your brain and you get used to it It becomes comfortable the fear becomes comfortable if you push yourself in discomfort longer and it does take courage to do that but you just need to start Anything, any means of just a little fear, yeah. just tick them off the list and it will just cascade like a beautiful snowball and you'll be surprised where you end up. I love that so much. This yeah. uh, recently, it reminds me on the podcast, uh, recently I spoke about self-coaching and I spoke about this idea that our brain, you know, we've got a primitive ego brain and we've got a prefrontal cortex brain. And your primitive ego brain is like typically the part of the brain that's negative, it's subconscious. And it just throws up 60,000 thoughts every day. And we just generally assume that those 60,000 thoughts are true. Right? Oh, no. And, <laughs> and this is the thing, right? Like it convinces us because it wants to keep us safe that they're all true. And then your prefrontal cortex is the part of your brain that we don't use that much. We use it as clinicians when we're planning and we're deciding and we're doing a time management. Critical thinking. You know, we're, yeah. like it's all critical thinking. We're using that part of our brain. But here's the thing, as a human, our ego brain is just much more utilized than our prefrontal cortex. So I like this analogy that your ego brain, the negative kind of like self-limiting belief part of your brain is just so highly trained. It is like the extrovert part of your brain, right? It's like, hey, look, it's mainly it. And then our prefrontal cortex is the introvert. And we've got to learn how to harness the power of the prefrontal cortex so that we can use that more consciously and allow ourselves to see that these thoughts that we're thinking, like, I can't present it, I'm not good enough at presenting, are literally just thoughts that our brain has chosen to believe that are not true. Literally. I love this. We have, like, always commented on each other's things, like, going deep into this sort of stuff, because obviously it's such a big interest, but I totally agree. I love all of this. I have a question for you. Have you read Dr. Dispenza's book on breaking the habit of being yourself? If you haven't, you need to write that down. You would love it. It's literally so similar to what you're discussing in, in regards to like brain and thoughts and your subconscious and your conscious. And I recommend this book to shout out to Hannah, the breakthrough nurse. I spoke to her about it too because oh, it's a juicy one. It's really good. Okay. I think for it. <laughs> yeah, we will check that out for sure. I'm going to rudely interrupt this because there was a question there. I did see that too. It's from Jamie, Jamie shooting it through. Jamie says, how do you use positive self-talk and ignore the part of your brain that says it's quote-unquote wanky? I'd love to do affirmations, but part of my brain makes fun of myself for that. Do you want to dive in? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So with affirmations, it's very true. They could feel superficial if you're saying things that you don't generally believe in. But the reality of believing, like we create our beliefs through repeated thoughts. So if you are just repeating an affirmation and you're thinking about it, you will start to ingrain a belief of that thought. That's my knowledge of that. But I have personally experienced that too, where you feel like a bit of an idiot. You're like, I'm powerful. I'm strong. I'm, you know, living in abundance. You're like in your tiny apartment, (laughs) (laughs) struggling with life. Like, no, this is not true. That is so understandable. I definitely relate. What would you say, Liam, to that? I think that it's part of acknowledging the human brain, right? Like acknowledging that this is part of the human experience. So we've got to fake it till we make it. Like it all aspects for everything. (laughs) Messy (laughs) actual. So if your brain, of course, like, let's say you are somebody that has like really negative self-talk and you all of a sudden are like, like you run stories like I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I can't do this. And then all of a sudden, the next day, you're like, you know what? I'm going to do affirmations. <laughs> and yeah. you start being like, I'm abundant. I'm amazing. Like, <laughs> your brain is going to be like, hell to the no, that ain't true. Yeah, and it's going to create so much resistance. Yeah. So, therefore, you know, we want to, there's a thing called, uh, like, called a bridge thought in life coaching. So, you know, think about the thought that you have, like, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or whatever it might be. And then just like level it up ever so slightly. I just test it and try it on. Just see how it feels. You know, because for me, like one that I always run is like, you know, like I do run, I'm not good enough. So if I was to be like, I'm amazing, I would be like, ain't happening. Doesn't resonate. But I could like move up to like, you know what, I am good enough. And that could be a great affirmation to just embrace you and move you up and then just keep building and stacking on that as you move forwards. Your brain will always think anything new is is dangerous and scary and crappy and quote, quote, wanky. You've got to practice, like you said, you've got to practice believing it's true until you make it true. By doing that, you will then lean into it and be open to it. So that's what I would say. Yeah, and it's like anything in life. Like you progress with anything in life with small incremental steps that compound into large returns. I love yeah. that saying. But you just small steps, like don't go fully fledged on the other side, just a small step of how you can improve or tweak something a little bit to make it a little yeah. bit more believable or to progress you just the 1%, you know? Yeah, I'd love All about that compound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a coach, what comes to mind actually as well is like one question is like, how does it serve you to think that you're not – you know, insert here affirmation. Like, how's it serving you to think that you're not good enough? What's the upside of that? That's a great question to ask yourself. And then also, like, how would your future self kind of view this? Like, imagine five, ten years into the future. Like, how would they look upon the thought that you're holding right now? And what would they think about it? You know, like, I think that's super powerful to be like, you know what, Liam in five years has achieved X, Y, and Z goals would be like, not good enough. You know, mm. so what does that look like for you or anybody else that might be thinking those thoughts? Very interesting. I'd love to dive in and talk about entrepreneurship and nursepreneurship because this is a path that both you and know I are taking. And I know that it's something you're super yeah. passionate about. So tell me all the things. What are you doing at the moment in the modern day nurse? And talk to us a bit more about that. For me, really, the modern day nurse is like a multitude of things. It's really, like I said to you earlier, when we tried to do a podcast, 
it's evolving and I'm learning and I'm developing what it is as I go. Messy action is better than no action. But really what it is, I am so interested in the idea of nurses becoming creators. And I really think that even if you do want, like you love being a clinician, you can keep that. We can keep your hospital job, but you can also create at the same time. And that is really fitting into the mold of modern society that we're gravitating towards because we're becoming or already are a digital economy. And I feel like nurses are like, I said this in one of my posts, but they are really the smartest people ever. Like I've met so many amazing nurses like yourself and it gets me so hyped up because I feel like so many people that can be leveraging their knowledge and their skills in nursing to build an online presence or a digital footprint mm. to create another means of income for themselves. Because that is a huge barrier and gap for nurses is wealth. Mm. Even money. People get so weird when you talk about money and it is a big mindset shift from nursing to become an entrepreneur and the concept of money, but you can bridge the two and you can pursue the two as well. So that is really what I'm aiming to do is to help nurses make a means of income through creation, value creation, as well as be healthy on the journey. Because like I said before, that is still a massive value of money. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. And there's so much scope within making money online. Whether you're a nurse, a student nurse, a senior nurse, like a midwife, an EN, anything, like whoever you are, you can make money online and it is so inspiring. And I don't think I truly lent into it until, you know, so my backstory is working as a nurse unit manager, working ridiculous hours, running a team, you know, budget of $5 million, 50 staff, all of the things, and then on the side in the evenings, coaching people to land their first job or to land their next job. And I did that for like a year on the side. And I was really just testing it out, playing with it. It was hard work, but it was so empowering and motivating for me to see people achieving what they needed to achieve. And, you know, one example was somebody that had been a nurse for 40 years and no one had ever invested in her growth and development in 40 years. And she'd worked internationally and I worked with her and we got her a promotion that she'd been trying to get for the last five years. Oh, that's And, you know, she was like just so empowered and she had a bit of a new lease for life. And that to me is just so inspiring and empowering versus looking after a patient. For me, like I've always kind of been the nurse that looks after the nurses. That's yeah, always the- been my thing even when I was on the floor. So for me, like moving out of clinical was never... A problem. Like I didn't worry about losing my clinical skills because for me, working in clinical isn't what I want to do moving forward. Yeah. Um, I see my role in helping nurses thrive. Like my why is to be an example of what's possible for nurses in their career and in their life. Yeah. So I love that you're doing this and creating this awareness around you can replace your nursing income working online. Yes, you will be working as a nurse, but you can still have an impact. I mean, you know, up until this point, we've worked with over 200 nurses in high-performance nursing. We're impacting more than just the 200 nurses because they go in and impact other people. So, you know, you have a higher impact, actually, when you work online and you work with clients. You do. So talk to us more about what that would look like for people if they wanted to, like, you know, start side hustle and jump, Mm -hmm. jump into the online space. I would think, so my biggest takeaway, obviously, other than the things I said before with finding out your passion, so 
your DNA, personality, and your curiosity. Know what those three things are. But you want to kind of gift wrap them in a sense of what you're interested in or what experience you have in nursing. And when I say this, it is so important to have a media presence. I feel like so many people, so many nurses, you see them everywhere. You see them dancing on TikTok and see them making content, really like educational content with whatever they enjoy already. Like people are already doing all the work at all the creation, but they're not leveraging that to build an audience, build a community, get a subscription list, whatever it is, create digital products to monetize that audience. So the first thing I would say is to just start create, start creating content, literally. It is so simple just to pick up your phone and video. I know once you go over the fear of judgment aspect, which it takes some time, but pick up the phone and record yourself, spread some value, some information, maybe a tip or trick that you learned in nursing and start from there and build from there. But it's so important to have a media present because media, like you said, it multiplies your impact. So compared to every other means of leverage, like labor and capital, I could speak about this in my video. Labor is people. So having herds of people, employees, which is really unrealistic. It's hard to get them if you don't have money. And a lot of the time when you start out, a lot of nurses don't have heaps of money. Like we're not a really wealthy career path, let's be honest. But it's really important to run with media leverage because it's permissionless. You don't need anyone to say yes or no despite the censorships that have been going on, <laughs> as well as it costs zero dollars. And like I said, it multiplies your input. So you can get one video up and I can get, even if it's 50 people watching that, there's some mode of influence, impact and building an audience for yourself. And there was this really big thing that there's a video I watched. Oh my gosh, I watched it today. And it was the concept of views and followers because <laughs> If you were to think of yourself standing in a room speaking to 50 people and those 50 people are really intensely listening and paying attention, that is amazing. That is a lot of, a lot of pressure and you're making influence. But then when it gets to social media and you get 50 views or if you have 50 followers, we overlook it. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. So you can make an impact even if it's one person. That person can become your audience and they can become a form of monetization if you want to make products or help them. But it starts with value and it starts with being. Yeah, I think that. Big ramble. (laughs) No, that's so true. And like, if you go back to the bottom of my my Instagram profile, please don't spend a lot of time down there. Um, But (laughs) if you go back to the start of this chat, this page, it started ages ago. And it is all about value creation. You've got to show people if you're somebody that wants to build something online, whether it's, you know, nursing planners, whether it's, Etsy hats, like theater hats, whether it's mentorship, whether it's healthcare, whether it's NDI, whatever you want to do, and maybe it's recruitment, whatever you want to do, whatever your zone of genius is, you can absolutely monetize it. But it does start by showing people that you can offer them some value. Yeah. And then from there, leveraging that and showing people that you can help them. You know, like lots of people talk about what they can do online. You actually just need to show people that you can do it. I can actually yeah. help people do it and then the rest will trickle. But I will say that building a business as a nurse and moving away from the bedside, a lot of people think that maybe it will happen overnight. And what I'm learning to be true, I have mentors that make multiple seven figures. And, you know, as a nurse, I never ever thought that I could even make that kind of money. Like even yeah. being the people like who as a nurse thinks, oh, I'm coming into this for the money. No one. But why should we not start having that conversation? I've been like, well, actually, how much money? I've got a bit of fluff. How much money do I want 
to make in my life? Who's asked themselves that question? It's a weird societal thing as well, like to talk about money. People like snuck their noses at this like scheme where only the rich and evil have money. Like, like it's so normal and it's okay to have money. Like that's the world we're living in. That's the way the world's constructed. It's okay to want that and to create that for yourself. And even better if you're doing it by creating value for others as well. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. And money is just energy, right? It's just an exchange of energy. You know, somebody gives you money to do something. It's because you offer them some value and they fix the problem. So think of the problems that you see in the world. Like, are you somebody that wants to go out and fix them? You totally can. And you can monetize the hell out of it. And you can build a life. You know, I heard something yesterday on TikTok of all places, but it was that if you've been in a toxic job, a high stress, toxic job, insert nursing (laughs) in quotations that it can take up to 18 months for your body to fully release the high levels of stress that you've been operating under it can take 18 months to get back to normality that's crazy that just shows you like how much stress literally destroys your body Mm. like what it takes so long to recover as well as the toxic mentality that you accrue as well yeah yeah you know Yeah, yeah, for sure. It does have a massive impact. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed, I mean, you're, you're very healthy. I've noticed that I am, since I've been in nursepreneurship, that now my days are based around what I want to do when I want to do it. Like if I want to go to the gym in the morning, I can, and I've got the time. And like, I don't have to, you know, I was like shoving food into my stomach at 6, 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning because I didn't know what I was next going to eat. And yeah. that caused me so many issues because I've since found out that I'm somebody that probably shouldn't eat until like midday, just the way my body works. So, you know, we're just compromising our well-being. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody because there are some people, and I need to make this point, there are lots of people, in fact, that love, love, love nursing and love the whole thing, and so do I. But you've got to kind of raise your awareness to like, is it actually for you and is it fulfilling you and is it the right thing for you at this point in your life? Ooh, that's so true. And, and even if you are in an environment that is like what you said, where you've got to shop food and you've gone so early, I totally understand that lives that life. You can make means or like you put systems in place to still promote your health. Like mm-hmm. don't feel powerless in that situation. I really tried to like push that with my innocence that I was coaching that health business because at the end of the day, like Taking care of your health is your responsibility and you can make it that despite what stands in your way. You can still do that. You can still prioritize your health. You just got to work out a means of doing so in systems. I think health is all about systems or habits, the development of habits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. We've got a couple of comments here. Anna, making an impact by becoming a thought leader in whatever it is, you know well that you can provide value to people who need that. Yeah, of course. Love that so much. Jamie said, thank you. And Nicholas here. Hey, Nicola. Yeah, too, yeah for sure. Anna says, is it serving your well-being? Question mark. Yeah, great question to ask. Like, is it serving you to continue doing what you're doing? Whether that's nursing, because here's the thing. Like, I think people think nursing is easy. <laughs> and it looks like, it looks great. But I'll tell you what, I have never been busier in my life. Yes, I might have more time to do it. I've never worked harder, but you know what? I'm doing a job that I absolutely love. Yeah, influencing the grads and the GCLP, working with mid to senior clinicians in the CCAP, it's transformative and it fills up my cup and I no longer feel burnt out even though I'm working long hours because it's just my zone of genius. 
Yes, I have found that too. Because when you're aligned and you're purposely driven, you have like an internal energy and motivation that like pulls you, right? You mm. become like a, mm. a passive worker. We call this effortless as opposed to being active worker and feeling exhausted and you're pulling yourself because then you're creating that resistance. And that's what burns people out when you're unaligned, you know? I love that. I found that too. It's not easy. It does require dedication and a lot of hours and a lot of work. But if you are aligned, you will never regret it. And like I said, yeah. like earlier, knowing that you fulfilled your potential should be the most important thing for you. Totally. I'm curious, as we can wrap up, because we could talk forever, but I'm Oh my gosh, we're so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you uh, fascinate me. You're a world of information. I love it. I've learned so much. <laughs> Nicholas says, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yes. I love Yes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. That is so true. Work becomes play. It's yeah. work. It's creativity. Totally. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, I sometimes come on these things and I'm like, oh, that's right. And now I've created a life for myself. And some people would say this is gloating, but I'm super proud of it. I've created a life for myself where now I come and do this and this is my job. <laughs> yes, you should be proud. You're doing so well. Like, but you've got to be able to be proud of yourself. I love that. Yeah, but like, it's just what a time to live in. Like, this is where I'm like, hey, if you are struggling in your career, there is literally no reason to struggle. No mm -hmm. reason. If you are stuck and misaligned and you're not got purpose and you're lacking the fulfillment, there is no reason to still be there and just to suffer it moving forward. It is literally insanity. And here's the thing. <laughs> people think like, Liam, you must be like special or whatever else. No, you can do whatever the hell you want. If you want to create yeah. this, you can create it. Mm -hmm. It's like rinse and repeat. Anybody can do this kind of stuff. Of course, you've got to have the skills to do it. And I do think that that's honestly beneficial. You can learn skills though. You can learn anything today. Yeah, yeah that's the age of the internet, you know? Yeah. yeah. If I'd stopped myself doing the things that we've done in the last year, especially this year, I would not be where I am today, right? And you're still right in the sense that we can just learn anything online. So it's amazing. Where I was going with that was, yes. I'm really curious. When you set your goals... What, like, do you set really, really big goals or do you set like really strategic smart goals? I'm curious about your approach. Oh man, I set massive goals. Literally, there is no ceiling. I think it is so important to set big goals, but then break them down into incremental to get there. But you should have a big vision always. I think that is so important. I was reading a book and he was talking about, this is so random. But he's talking about business and he was talking about a small business and a big corporate business and their goals and the level of energy of work it takes to be in either one. And he says, a small Italian man running a pizza shop will work just as hard and just as many hours as the big CEO pulling in seven figures a year. That's the reality. It's just not only working hard, it's working smart and positioning yourself in a way where we're moving towards as a society to capitalize on that. But I do set massive goals. That is a must-have. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. I think. What do you do? Yeah, no, I'm the same. I, I call them impossible goals because yeah. they feel so impossible. But here's the thing, like when I bring this up with people, they're like, oh, maybe you should just set a smart goal. And I'm like, okay. But a smart goal is achievable. It's not even pushing us. Like we've set yeah. a specific, realistic goal and it's not 
actually promoting us to become the next version of ourselves. So I truly believe that in order to achieve your wildest goals and to really see what is possible for you, you have to have those stretch goals. Oh, there, Anna. We're on. Yeah, Anna, she's onto it. We have to have the stretch goal and we have to be like, you know, this is what I'm going to make. And I think that as nurses, I think one thing that we should explore, especially if you're interested in nursepreneurship, even if you're not and you just you want to build your career and you want to build it up, like what do you want to create in terms of your finances? You know, it's all well and good for us to sit here and say we don't get paid enough. And I don't believe that we do. But set a frigging finance goal and make it happen. Pick a number that scares the living daylight out of you and go towards it. And here's the thing. It doesn't actually matter if you achieve it, right? Who cares if you achieve it? It's just a random number that you've plucked out of thin air. But what matters is that the person that you become on the journey to that goal is like 10 times more evolved than the person that sat there and just set a goal that I'm going to make 100K this year. That is so true because you become like a totally new person when you are at like the forefront of achieving that goal. Like you were so different to where you were at the beginning when you set it. Yeah, there's no way you can create the goal from a, a mindset of scarcity and lack of abundance. Yes. You can't sit there and be like, I'm going to make a million dollars in my coaching business, but I'm going to, like, when I'm sitting here with this mindset, I'm not willing to evolve it and move forward. So yeah. I think I love that you have those impossible goals. And I think as nurses, yeah. we could really set them as well in our careers so that we can move forward and really push our boundaries. It's like I also came up with the idea of like setting yourself a like profoundly large hourly rate that you want to achieve. And then anything that doesn't like fit into that hourly rate, you like get rid of. Like, because your time is worth so much more than the money aspect. Like that, that's what really helps with that concept. But you should be like setting yourself a like profoundly large hourly rate and treat everything that you do in your life in time-wise underneath that. You know what I mean? It's such a different concept. I really just started delving into that, but that's also related to what you said about setting a ridiculous financial goal. I'll tell you what's even better. Like the next evolution of that is really thinking about like, okay, I don't exchange time for money now. Like mm-hmm. the evolution of that is like, okay, well, this is what, like, I don't even think of it like that now. Yeah. I, I don't put a number on the time. I'm just like, if you want to work with me, this is the, the price. This is the cost. And, you know, you're either going to invest in yourself or you're not. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that's the thing, Anna says, absolutely. People don't hire you for the time you spend with us, but the value they get from working with you. I look at it like this, like if I was to start a nurse coaching business tomorrow to help nurses set up their own business, I know that I could help nurses get to 100K. Like I could help them for sure. Uh, So what is that worth in terms of value? Like in terms of pricing, you know, like if I could guarantee you that you can make 100K, how much do you charge for that? Like it's crazy. With people with so much like experience and like a really high understanding of like how it works and your judgment is just like so high, you get paid so much. Like people like Warren Buffett don't get paid Mm -hmm. for their time. They get paid for their judgment and their expertise in a certain area. And that is like the value in that is Mm -hmm. it's so large. And I love how you said to stop exchanging your time for money. That is a huge mindset shift as well for wealth, wealth creation. Yeah. This is so interesting. I just love it. I love it. I love it. Anna says to charge big. Yes. That's it. 
It's so funny. I was listening to a podcast today about what my life coach. Uh, she's amazing. She makes $54 million a year. And I'm learning from her. It is phenomenal. Oh my she is mental. <laughs> her goal is, her impossible goal is to make $100 million in one year. And she's like, it's totally going to happen. <laughs> Imagine having that confidence. Anyway, she was talking today about the fact that when people, and you'll have seen this when you work with people like in PT programs or your health coaching, when people say no, or when people don't invest in your program or what you're delivering as a nursepreneur, it's really easy to make it mean something about you and about your offering, right? Oh, yeah. However, the challenge or the real issue there is that what's, when somebody says no, they're actually saying no to themselves. They're yeah. actually saying no to investing in developing themselves. And they're not trusting to themselves to go all in on themselves. Isn't it absolutely that? Yeah. And I just trust myself. As nursepreneurs, like, we will face that. I've had so many no's. And I oh. used to make them mean like that I didn't have the right thing. Something that's wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. It's easy to do that. That's like a natural inclination to just go, oh, something's wrong with me. Something's off. I'm, you know, failing in some sense. But it's, yep. yeah, you're right. It's not. Totally. And now I'm like, oh, actually, like it opens up a really beautiful coaching conversation because I'm like, okay, so the program delivers what you need and want. And you've been going through this for X number of years. So tell me what the real issue is here. Like, what is mm -hmm. the real reason why you're not willing to invest in yourself? Mm -hmm. What's stopping you? And here's the thing. I always say this to people. You know, the best investment will always be you. Always. So yeah. I highly encourage anybody listening to this to, to stop investing in cannulation courses. <laughs> stop <laughs> investing in, like, that's a skill and that's a great thing to have. But first and foremost, in order to build a sustainable nursing career, you need to invest in yourself. And learn That's who you are, like what you offer the world, what your values are, where you should be working. And you need to keep moving on that journey as you move throughout your career. Otherwise, you will burn out like me multiple times. You heard it here. <laughs> Don't do yeah. it. And there's just no question. Like I sit here right now and I'm like, how can I spend more money on investing in myself? I'm really? like, of course, it's the best investment. It has the highest return. Always. It does. It does. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, invest in yourself first. Yes. Well, we've kind of gone like all over the place, but we had fun we doing it. That's amazing. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I finally got on here and actually recorded it. So thank you for your patience. <laughs> oh, that's okay. As we wrap up, I'd love to, if you're open and you're keen for it, tell me a lot, but putting you on the spot, I'd love yeah. you to share one of your really big goals. Because I believe that like, unless we share them, they, you know, we got to put them out into the world. So what's one of your big goals that you'd love to share with us? Oh, wow. Well, I have many big goals. One would be, so a big, big goal would to be to build a massive, obviously, nursing community. Mm -hmm. And I want to, this is totally like offspring, but I really want to build a big community that understands like the modern day era and that being through technology. So I want to help nurses understand new technology and something I should mention in regards to that is, I don't know if you've heard about it, but Web3, have you heard about yes. Web3? Web that is like a massive interest of mine. So I want to somehow build something through Web3 for nurses. That is a massive goal of mine. And it is requiring a lot of time, a lot of energy and a lot of learning, but that is all I can say for now. I love that. Thanks for sharing. That's so That's exciting. Exciting. 
Yeah. I think it's so important to have those goals. And one of mine is just to be fair and equal. One of mine is to, I want to bring nurse conferencing us to the modern day. <laughs> and I want to run globally conferences for nurses where you come and it's just purely personal development focused. Oh, I love that. Like is- it is just personal development. You come and we don't talk nothing about clinical because yes. that, like, you're already a great clinician and you can keep evolving in that space. But I think in order to evolve and to grow as a nurse and to build that sustainable career, we've got to remember we are human first, nurse second. So personal development conferences for clinicians across the globe and love uh, where we come and we have a day and we are, like, up dancing at the start. And we're, like, you know, I'm thinking Tony Robbins event. Like, let's oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I'll... Uh, That's a goal. That's a goal. And the other thing Beth said, their million dollar micro business goal. Yeah. Yeah. I am like, my why is to be an example of what's possible. And I think part of that is showing nurses that there is literally nothing stopping you from creating more of this that you want in your life. And Mm -hmm. for me, I want to build like Beth, I want to build a seven figure business. I want to prove to people that you can be a nurse and that you can do that. How cool would that be? That's the same as me. I'm literally aligned with all of that as well. Just in the sense of exploring this new tech era that it's like my only piggyback, but I'm exactly the same. I'm all for it. And I love like all the support. Like Beth knows, like I'm so for this nursing community that we're starting to build already through Instagram. I love it. I love how supportive nurses are. Like they're the most beautiful, supportive people. So yeah, yeah, it's just a great journey to be on. Nursepreneurship is just great. <laughs> it is. And you know, whether you whether you work in the hospital or you become a nursepreneur or you move non-clinical, whatever you do, like you can still create amazing things within your life and you can still blow your own freaking mind. So for those listening, listening back to this, don't think that because you don't have an inclination to be a nursepreneur, that you still can't smash these calls. There are so yeah. many different ways that you yeah. can bring more income in that are not business related. But uh, judging on the comments here, it looks like everybody's already pre-ordered a ticket to the first event for the <laughs> Now that we've put this ad into the universe, of course, we've just got to go and create it and report back. So we'll have to have a few chats. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. Oh, um, if people no want, well, I'm saying if people want to come and find out where you are, I'm like, of course they do. Where can people find you, Harriet? So yes, I'm on every single social platform that exists (laughs) at the Harriet Mary. And if you want to be a part of my free community where I give information on how to pursue entrepreneurship, nursing creativity, just building wealth for yourself as a nurse, that does mean you can't keep your job. I'm not saying to leave your job. There's so many ways you can do that. And that is through my free community called The Modern Day Nurse. So that is a Facebook group. Lovely Liam and Beth are part of it, which makes me so happy. So I'd be happy to have you. Yes. Oh my God. I love that so much. Go and check her out. And you are literally every road. Oh, I love, I love And you're also going to be in Web3. So like, yeah. 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 I know. I know. So exciting. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Thanks everybody oh, for watching and tuning in. And yeah, we'll see you next time on HPN Chats when the podcast decides that it doesn't want to work. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We make it work. Thank you everyone. It was nice awesome. to see you all guys. See you all. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, please take a wee minute to leave a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. If you are ready to start taking action in your career and you need some support, why wait? 
come and join my private Facebook community. The link is in the show notes below. Within the community, we take what we discuss in this podcast and we put it into action. Currently, I am looking for nurses who are ready to stop playing small and invest in themselves to create the life and the career they want to live. If that sounds like you, then please get in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay forever curious, my nursing friends.